And now, Kyle and Steven present another episode of the Go Yourself podcast. Um, it's Fix. Really? Well, that's embarrassing. The Go Fix Yourself podcast. Welcome to the Go Fix Yourself podcast, the podcast where this guy to my left, Kyle, and I are just trying to fix our worldview one conversation at, at a time. time. Jesus. <laughs> As you guys probably all know me, I'm a multifaceted <laughs> artist who's got yeah. so many skills it's hard to count. It's, it's funny, before we just started recording, um, we were talking about one of my favorite words, multidisciplinary. <laughs> artist right and i think it's great but kyle just can't there's just something about it and he just can't it, get with it if anybody else thinks it sounds dirty you know you let me See, know in the comments that he can't get behind it because he's afraid of, of what might happen yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like, did you go to catholic school i did you go got, to christian like, school yeah well okay you know so oh, something we have in the principal's like oh, hey oh no here we go don't make me discipline did not you. know that uh, yeah <laughs> <laughs> fuck what kind of principal did you have no, Come I mean, here. it's the Sunny. fear, you know? Yeah, it's, it's the like... fear, and it's kind of, like, yeah, it's kind of, ooh. Okay, you know? all right. Well, you know. <laughs> That's how we start. <laughs> what a fucking way to start this. We're talking about disciplinary and fucking People are kind of it. weird shit are you into, my guy. Uh, anyway, so I am Steven. I am co-host, and like I said, joining me on my left, as always, is Kyle. And today we are joined by... Singer songwriter, multidisciplinary artist. Oh, <laughs> Ashley Young. Yeah, Ashley Young. Go. Thank you so much for being here. That's hitting the bios. Now. Yeah. Let me edit that really quick. I know. Can you put Thank that? You. Yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> put that on your link. You're run out I never of, know what to say. You yeah, know? you're gonna run out of letters <laughs> typing that whole thing in there though. Multidisciplinary. You can't even fit it. Put that in my can't Instagram even fit it in an Instagram bio. <laughs> it's too long. Yeah. Well, welcome to the podcast. Yeah, yeah thanks for having me. We're again. very excited to have you. Uh, I I knew like a lot of people in Alaska probably are familiar, um, but I like to say so. My parents listen to this podcast. Uh, they live in New York. That's where I'm from. Rick and Carol listen to this podcast, and so they don't know who we know. They don't know who we're you know going to shows to see or who's you know who's getting hot, getting who's hot. not, getting who's hot, who's hot. not. Yeah, hot. <laughs> me. Uh, and so do a quick for Rick and Carol in New York. Do a quick little synopsis of who you are and what you do right now. Rick and Carol. Yeah, I have. I have um, cleared out my life to put music completely first. I've been performing for 11 years, um, doing, you know, contemporary music, you could say. Contemporary music. Yeah, sure, right? Because, you know, once you step out of like the, I had like a choir, a choral upbringing, you know, and everything like that. But been in bands now for 11 years and I'm pursuing a solo project now um, for the last couple years since I've taught myself songwriting and really just trying to put that first and see where where it it takes me. Yeah. And anytime, and I know this is kind of off top, anytime I hear contemporary, I always think of contemporary (laughs) Contemporary Christian Christian music. music. I mean, you know... (laughs) Yeah, CCM baby. Ever since, ever since I moved into secular, yeah. Oh, oh god, I love that you actually know that word because yeah. like, 
I feel like uh, we need to stop the podcast. We don't deal with the seculars no <laughs> yeah, more. Yeah, yeah. I feel like that's so funny because, like, you know, there's. I have a lot of friends, and we all grew up Christian. We're not Christian anymore. And there are some friends who just weren't even religious, didn't grow up religious. Yeah. And so when I say the word like secular, they don't, they don't get it. it. They don't get it. They're like, what? Don't they weren't. It. I was like, it's devil's music. <laughs> yeah. Anything that wasn't about God. Yeah. <laughs> secular. But yesterday we were shooting a video. Yeah. And when you brought up the Stephen Curtis, like there's just these like little yeah. nuggets that we grew up on that are like. Saddle up your horses. Yeah. This, in my opinion, ain't got a trail to blaze. Sorry, well, no, I, I mean, had that's, to. That's, that's the, a song one of them. I was singing, and I I've heard that song probably a thousand times oh, in yeah. my dad's car. You know, like it's, it's like, a fucking banger, dude. Still slaps. Jesus likes this guy, <laughs> Kyle. <laughs> Jesus loves him, and you know, you just have these. Like, Carmen was another one. I don't know if you've ever heard uh, of Carmen. No, Carmen. You so, are so lucky. How old? Yeah. How old are you? I'm 29. Okay, okay yeah. Oh, so very, very You're close right to us. Yeah. yeah. So we grew up. I feel like it was like a touch of like I don't know. It had to been late 80s and then it was still like still popular so like it was you know, a very interesting Rebecca St. James yeah DC Talk oh, where DC it was talk. like big on the right, right. G- oh Jesus Freak yeah, yeah that was my yeah. favorite well, Carmen First had song Who's I learned in the House guitar. and a lot of people always get that reference when we say Who's in the because house? we were always trying JC. to like yeah, yeah. <laughs> Okay. It's Love like it. you already knew the word. Did we just become best friends? <laughs> but it was like, you know, the the, the 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 Jesus was always trying to fight the popular devil music that was out there. You know, mm. they're like, Carmen, you you kind of rap really badly, but maybe you could put out a rap song. You know, yeah. and it was just always trying to keep up with the Joneses, and that's all we were allowed to listen to as yeah. kids. Yeah. You know, we couldn't deal with the corn and limp biscuit. We had, we had to we like, had to sneak it. Yeah. Had to yeah. sneak that shit. Yeah. Not anymore, you know. Yeah. Finally, look at us now. I got an explicit. I got kind of lucky. My yeah, my parents, my parents weren't really like policing that. My grandma kind of was. Like oh. I wasn't even allowed to say awesome. Oh, because only God is awesome. Oh, you know. I mean, interesting. Which I can kind of get behind the reverence of yeah, that. God, you know? God's awesome. Res- respect. Yeah. You know. I mean, it is kind of cool to like be careful with your language like that. I do yeah. agree. But. Yeah, to some extent, <laughs> even though I let a lot of things fly. <laughs> yeah. So you know that happens. It's funny. Kyle won't swear, but he'll he'll use the Lord's name in vain. No, a little dirty sinner. Kyle. Little dirty uh, sinner. I, <laughs> oh, oh. I'm what I'm what Christians do when you find a loophole. Yeah. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> I'm just saying, you know, you can kind of wiggle your way around stuff. So uh, that's how I kind of operate. Oh, man, we could just go on a disciplinary yeah. tangent with well, that and, one. And we you. might. Let's say that. It can go anywhere. Yeah, this, that, that's the beauty of this. Uh, this is our first time meeting you. So we're very excited to have you on. Because, yeah. like, the first time we both saw you, and, yeah. and correct me if I'm wrong, was no, right. with our good buddy, and we, we talked about him extensively before this podcast, was Nick Carpenter, mm-hmm. Medium Build. And you opened for him, not just at the show that we saw you, at Beartooth, which um, he was on right after that. So we definitely talked about you and your opening act. Um, but you also went on tour with him. Yeah. And so then also, you know, all of a sudden, like Ashley Young starts like popping up on my social feed a lot more. And I'm like, all right, follow, follow, let's do this. And then so, I mean, like I've listened to your music and I'm like, we've got to get her on the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> so thank you very much for being here. We're very yeah. excited that you are here because we were just blown away. And we're like, holy shit. Yeah. It was. She's from Alaska. I know. It was like we, we know that Alaska has a lot of talent out there. Yeah. But. I'm of the age. I'm 36 now. Fucking old. I know. Freaking. (laughs) I have family, kids, all this stuff. I don't get out much these days. So, like, even 
medium build was way under my radar because I just like I'm never out. I'm never talking to yeah. people about like this hot new band or anything like yeah. that. And so when he was like, oh, yeah, I was like, oh, I've heard of them. And then I've been seeing a little bit more live music lately. And I'm like, God dang, we have a lot of just talented artists. It's popping right. off right I know. now. Yeah. I feel so lucky to be kind of like, like in, in this this wave. I mean, for I was sure. away for a while. So I lived in Idaho for 13 years. Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah. And, you know, that kind of might be why it's like, who is she popping up out of nowhere? Because, you know, all of my involvement with bands and stuff, it started in, in Idaho when mm -hmm. I was like 18. Gotcha. And so. And you just played tree forts. <laughs> yeah, I, I did. Was that I That's in Idaho, Tree right? forts in Boise, yeah, which, yep, is, Boise. which is where I'm from. And um, I've played that, I don't know, seven times or, or so, which doesn't make it not as special. I love tree fort so I heard it was really cool so and a really cool culture really cool vibe yeah. my buddy went to tree forts and so he was like giving me the lowdown and he's like, oh, I saw, yeah he came to your show and um and so yeah it sounded really cool so anyway sorry not to interrupt but you you, you were in idaho and like now you're up here in alaska how do they make that transition from idaho and alaska because you're from here yeah i was you know we're my family's from southeast we're Shinget, and we um we're in yakutat and then moved to Anchorage when I was like kindergarten age, and I lived here until I was like twelve. So, but you know, in my bubble, mm -hmm. you know, I didn't really know yeah. anything about. I went to Heritage. No shit. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> was it you? Well, close ACS. Yeah, oh, like we were com okay. competitors. Mm. Competitors, <laughs> competitors <laughs> with Christ is what we called ourselves. We were on the same yeah, team. Yeah, we were on the uh, same you know. main team. <laughs> 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 yeah. <laughs> jam with Jesus. What was that? Jesus and me league. Jesus okay. and I was me in jam league. league basketball. And, you know, whatever. You know, keep going. Yeah. <laughs> right. Went to Heritage and then, yeah, moved to Idaho when I was, yeah, in middle school and kind of, yeah, just went middle school through college, got into um, teaching a little bit there. But it was, it was kind of a, it was a struggle to move somewhere new, especially during the time I did. So I came back July 2021. Mm. Where we were all trying to kind mm. of get music started again, you know, yeah. but I think a lot of us had been kind of, you know, refining our crafts and kind of being very introspective. And yeah, so I don't know, it kind of seems like a lot of really awesome projects came out of yeah, that. Yeah, we're just like laying low during COVID I and think, then just, uh, yeah, bam. I, it's funny because like when we were like big in the local scene, I mean, I'm not saying big, but we were like trying to play music, trying to get big and like... I don't know anything that came out of Alaska, like no offense to all the music that's been out there, but it was just like, it sounded like it came from Alaska. You're like, it's like the mixing and mastering wasn't yeah. there. The production wasn't there. And so like my band, we were like, we have to go out of state if we want that mm -hmm. sound. Um, and so I think it wasn't until, like you said, like 2020, 2021, even maybe a little bit before, but I mean like all of a sudden, like you start hearing these guys who are producing their own music and you know, uh, not just guys, but and girls, and producing their own music, but it sounds like something that they would go out of state for. And all of a sudden, it's like, oh shit, they're doing that here. Oh, mm. and I think that that would like revolutionized it. And all of a sudden, next thing you know, like people are coming out, and it's like this is legit music that's getting some serious yeah. like ear time with people. And I think that was kind of like the oh, difference sure. between like the past and now the present. Yeah, because I remember even throwing music up on like iTunes and yeah, stuff your, like that. Yeah, your guys' music sucked. I know. It was like the recording, I'm like... No offense. I guys, mean, I'm just being it honest. It just was not a great... We shouldn't have thrown this one up there. And, yeah. you know, it was like... But yeah. also when you're young and you have no money, you can't pay for like really quality production. Yeah. Well, like yeah, you just, our first EP sucked. Well, too. you're like... 
uh, I think we could scrounge together eight hundred dollars. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. You Think got one song. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I need. To, I if, have eight. If you're lucky, <laughs> if you're lucky, you get yeah. one song. Yeah. And yeah. So, you know, you run into those issues when you're younger, and now that the DIY kind of generation of learning how to do all the stuff, like listening to Ed Washington talk to yeah. us about all that stuff Production we learned. And, yeah, yeah. And it's like you can learn all the the just like you did guitar and stuff during that. You can learn skills online relatively, um, I wouldn't say easily, but accessibly. Like all yeah. the information's out there now. And I, so that's I, awesome. I wish I weren't so overwhelmed by the production aspect of it. There was a time where I thought like, yeah, I'm gonna, I'm just going to have to do this for myself. I'm going to take mm-hmm. matters into my own hands. And that's kind of like, ah, that's, that's so much. Do you really want to do, yeah. do it all, you know? Because something gives when you have to do everything. It's yeah. the it's the jack of all trades, master of none. And that's yeah, I mean, you know you all know I'm a multidisciplinary. Yeah, girl. Okay, so I also am a visual artist too. So add that on to like Right. <laughs> it, when you're wearing too many hats, like yeah. it's just you can't something's it's all going to end up mediocre yeah. in my yeah. opinion. Like nothing's going to be great if you're trying to do too many things. Right. And that's how I live my life. Yeah. Mediocre. Yeah. <laughs> I, <know>. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I, I love being a master of none, jack of all trades because like, then it like leads to uh, new things. Yeah. And then, like not every day is the same thing. And now a quick word from our sponsors. You know what I like to do every summer? Ooh, I know this one. You try to get thin, and you try to fit into that Speedo that you had back in high school. Close. Very close, actually. I know. I I like to get the old vehicle a good detailing since it's usually filthy after the winters here in Alaska. Okay, actually, I'm right there with you. That is one of my pet peeves is having a dirty car. Yeah, I've been going over to BMW to get the gold detail. It's only $299, and you get it done by Alaska's number one choice for luxury vehicles. Okay, hold up, though. When did you get a Beamer? Well, that's the thing. Not only do they detail BMW and Mini, but they detail all makes and models. Oh. Yeah, they've won BMW's prestigious Center of Excellence Award six times. Well, that's six more times than I have. What's even more awesome is that I've been in the market for a new car, and I've been talking to Phyllis Halverson over there. Have you? Yeah, she knows her stuff. She's been selling cars at that location for over 30 years. Okay, wow. All right, you had me sold. I'm sold too. For listeners, you can snag the $299 gold detail for $199 just by mentioning the podcast when you make your appointment. Oh, hey, Kyle. What's up? I've been meaning to ask you, what is your first thought in the morning? Uh, Why am I here? What's the meaning of life? A lot deeper than I was expecting. It's not my standard thing. My first thought is, where's the coffee? (laughs) Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's my second thought, usually. Yeah, sure. Well, what are you drinking when you get up? Well, I kind of go into the pantry. I do a little blind draw on the crap coffee we have sitting in there. And honestly, it doesn't taste so good. Wait, you're telling me that you don't have Kalati Brothers coffee every morning? Mm, I... To be honest, I'm not. You know what I mean when I say Kalati Brothers coffee, right? Yeah, I'm familiar. Okay, good. Kalati makes the best coffee in the world, as far as I'm concerned. Their flagship coffee blend, the Red Goat, is my go-to. The second one I go to is the Italian blend. Me and Alicia, we have a cup every morning, either made by a nice French press or a Chemex pour-over. Literally, I cannot go a day without this coffee. Okay, well, where can I get this then? Try it out. 
Okay, so head over to Kaladi.com and just add a bunch of their blends into the cart, like Red Goat or like the Italian blend. At checkout, make sure to put in the code GOFIXYOURSELF and you'll get a 10% off anything on the site except for the subscription. You know what? I'm absolutely going to go do that right now and start tasting Kaladi each and every morning. Good man. The best part of waking up is Kaladi's in your cup. throw some auto tune on that all right back to the episode you touched on a little bit of learning the guitar Mm -hmm. i think we talked about it prior to recording so talk about like getting into music learning all that shit like what was your did it start here or just start in idaho well i mean i guess if we're talking about like my solo project it started just like music and music just talk let's talk let's go back let's go back let's go way back and let's talk about like what got you into music you know from uh, when I was living in Anchorage, I have the, like my earliest memories of singing were, I mean, just being like an only child, like singing to my stuffed animals, entertaining myself. As being one does. A little yes. star. <laughs> but my best friend at the time um, had, her family had this like amazing karaoke machine. Like it would play the the music video behind the words, oh. you know, and then, and we're doing like, all the best stuff. We've got like Stevie Wonder, you know, but then we're do- doing like Backstreet Boys and we got J-Lo, we got Britney, <laughs> hey, we man. got Whitney, you know. <laughs> All the good contemporary artists. <laughs> yeah. And as like two little seven-year-olds just doing like Britney Spears moves that we should not be doing. But, you know, I'm like, I'm a pop star. I can't wait until I get my like microphone that like. Oh, yeah, pop the, star at home. Yeah. The pop star. What do you yeah. call that thing? The pop it's star microphone. Like the, uh, goes uh, on I always call it the Britney Spears mic. Yeah. yeah I mean, pretty that, much. Yeah. Everybody knows what that is. I just is. was like waiting yeah. for that free. day, you know, but. and I did, <laughs> That day can still come. <laughs> I know. Do not lose that dream. <laughs> I have not. I have yeah. not. I was actually talking about it with my band the other day. I mean, day. look, I look all at Jewel. Look at Jewel. Jewel was folk and then all of a sudden she had intuition. Just multidisciplinary. We might go there. I think yeah. you should still get the mic no matter what because yeah. if you're playing guitar, you know it yeah. makes sense. You got to be hands free. I don't have free. three hands. I know, and I mean, just come out with that sucker. You know, I don't know what it means. we're going to switch the podcast to those. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, please. We don't even do. use our hands, but we're just going to be like it's for drinking. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So that so, was about seven. Then you said yeah, roughly when you kind of like you know karaoke and just like having this love for like being. You know, being a little performer right. is yeah. that's that's always the thing that I think hits is like people love to perform because there's probably great singers, but they're shy. They don't want to be in front of people. You yeah. know, they have a gift, but it's the performing aspect that like I think you have to be drawn to because mm-hmm. at the end of the day, that's a huge mm-hmm. part of music. That's always been what I wanted to do, and just like thank God I can sing because <laughs> right, it pairs well with perfect. perfect. <laughs> thank but, you, buddy. <laughs> But it's going to be secular. Yeah. uh, Sorry about that. (laughs) Sorry. Sorry. (laughs) But I mean, that's a huge part is like mixing, you know, a good voice with the art of performing. And then, you know, it's it's the perfect storm. And so what happened after, you know, you're finding out, did people come along and kind of say, wow, she's got a great voice? Or was this something you were like, I'm doing no matter what. My parents were always so annoyed. I mean, my dad oh, yeah, yeah. mostly just like, will you ever shut up? You know, yeah. sorry, dad, but it's true. Well, yeah, I mean, that's a dad, that's a dad response. It's like, I'm watching The Simpsons, yeah. you know? <laughs> Can you please 
shut up. <laughs> <laughs> well, at least you weren't a drummer. And you yeah, know? yeah, you know, but and I didn't. I would never. I would never stop. And I started. Um, you, I was old enough to do choir in third grade, and my teacher's like, "You have a natural vibrato." I'm like, "What's that? <laughs> yeah. What is the vibrato?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and. You know, I just kind of going from there, just getting a lot of solos because I was trying mm-hmm. for them all. And just um, that was just my I don't know. I loved choir. I did 11 years of it in school. I did musical theater um, and uh, acting. And because I don't know, performance was like kind of first and foremost what, thing you what I wanted to mm-hmm. do. I had guitars. My first guitar I had in um, fourth grade. Um, but also something that really irritated my dad. Oh yeah, <laughs> he made me get rid of them. <laughs> yeah, I mean, because <laughs> I like make up my own chords. They gave me like a disc for the PC. <laughs> That's what like, you know. You're please good. do like just at least do some lessons, and it was just dry. Yeah, you know, and I just I was just like sitting there, honey. Like, can we just no! strum an E minor? You know, it's just two, <laughs> two fingers. <laughs> two. Yeah, yeah. You play that all day, you know. <laughs> And yeah. I, he didn't know how to play. He didn't, yeah. He just knew how what it sounded. He just was like, shut up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, so at the same thanks time. Thanks for your support, I'm on, my, I'm on my bed, and I was a little rock chick at this oh, age, okay? I was. Okay. And I'm like turning the distortion on, oh, like yeah. turning it up on Hell my yeah. amp. and like. Did you have the headphone plug in? Because my parents made me use that. Well, wouldn't that have been a novel idea? Yeah. If he'd given me that instead <laughs> of. Because my dad very quickly, rid of the guitar. I got a <laughs> mini amp for Christmas. I was mm-hmm. probably like 16 or whatever. And then the guitar got me a nice guitar roughly for a beginner. And then it was a, a headphone cable or a plug-in for the amp. Yeah. And he's like, you're going to need this. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, I got you an electric guitar for a reason. Right. Yeah. So I don't have to hear the garbage <laughs> that you're about to be. <laughs> I mean, in a nutshell. So I'd just be in there. Cling, 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 cling. And in my yeah. head, it's just like on 12 yeah. metal. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it did not sound like that at first. What, were you, yeah. what kind of music made you rocker chick when you sang? I was listening to, uh, well, a lot of Green Day oh, around that nice. time. Yeah. Big Green Day fan. Uh, but I was like, I was, I was listening to so much different music. I, I wasn't really like, it's a lot of people are like, oh, my parents kind of brought me up on this seventies, you know, blah, whatever. Blah, blah. And mm-hmm. my dad was kind of like a radio hits guy. My mm-hmm. mom too, and um, country. She she definitely introduced a lot of that into my life, which still like you know has an impact on me. But like, so you um, had to kind of find your own way. In terms I was of, exploring myself. I was like yeah. an only child, very computer savvy, like getting on LimeWire. Oh yeah, and like, yeah, <laughs> we got a lot of stories about LimeWire. Yeah. <laughs> A lot of viruses too. Yeah. yeah, yeah. His computer got an STD. From oh, <laughs> yeah. it was pretty bad. It wasn't just LimeWire. It was BearShare, BearShare, Kazam, BT Junkie, yeah, yeah. Pirate Bay, like. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, Pirate Bay especially. Actually, oh, Pirate Bay when they're like, you know, you're gonna get arrested one day. Yeah, and I'm like, whatever. I'm a child. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what that means. I just know I have yeah. like I know that Regina I just got the- Spectre's discography yeah. right now and cakes I, for some I was reason. Always, <laughs> on Pirate Bay, I was always the one like downloading the software, and then it's like, oh, you're gonna have to download this activation key, and I was like oblivious. I was like, yeah, sure, download, install, and then it's like. 
Uh, Stephen, why can't we use the computer? I don't know. I don't know, dude. Uh-huh. It's asking uh-huh. for a credit card again yeah. and my social security. I, Dad, I have no idea. It, I just just I'm, put it in and see if it works. My brother, my brother was the one yeah. using it last. Yeah. <laughs> it wasn't me. I had no one to blame. Yeah, uh, you're the only well, child. So I just, the only <laughs> child. <laughs> All yeah. I knew is that I couldn't pay a dollar for every song that I wanted. I mean, it was so, my relationship with music was so frustrating back then because, I mean, I was very interested in a lot of music. I think it was kind of maybe weird for a kid my age to be like into, but I I just remember thinking, I want this whole album. You'd hear the previews of each one. You just have to choose between yeah. them because yeah. you know my iTunes card only had fifteen dollars yep. on it in an album and I like want a little bit of Destiny's yeah. Child. I yeah. want yeah. <laughs> you know, I want yeah. a little Nelly. I want a little system of a down. Right. You know? <laughs> wow, what a broad spectrum right there. <laughs> yeah. But <laughs> Destiny's Child, a system of a down. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> nice. Wake up. Yeah. I, I love mean, that. That is I, but I mean that's kind of like the beauty of music is because once I think you kind of get into into music and playing music, you start respecting like a lot of different genres that, you know, like you'll meet people that are one genre ponies. Then they're like, this is the only music I listen to. I'm like, man, there is, you don't have to agree with like country. I'm a big, I don't care for country that much, but I can certainly respect like a lot of songs that I'm like, this is catchy. This Mm -hmm. is well-written. The lyrics are, are crazy good. I mean, there's good music in every genre. Mm-hmm. And some people just won't accept that. Yeah. And I'm like, you've never played music, I don't think, then. You know, it's just one of these where, like you said, Destiny's Child, The System of a Down. Most people would be like, there is no chance that I'm listening to Destiny's Child or the opposite. Right. I'm like, yeah. I mean, you got to have fun with music, too. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I was brought up on a lot of that, like, R&B, soul, pop yeah. stuff. And, I mean, just with, really, it started with, like, the karaoke, mm-hmm. you know. But then... I don't really, the culture here around sure. 2004, 2005, you know, we, there was a lot of like soft rock going on. My dad was working for um, the radio station. He was working on 102.1, mm-hmm. the buzz, oh. soft rock. And so I was just, nice. I was getting into it, but the, he would get freebies every once in a while. And so he gave me Destiny's Child, The Writings on the Wall, which is my first album that was ever like mine. Mm-hmm. And but at the same time, there's like Nickelback, Avril oh, yeah. Lavigne playing. Yeah. You know, <laughs> I was thinking that. Like, Lovely, Nick, I know. God, that it's was, like Nickelback. Thanks is, for singing that one. Well, I was just like thinking. I was like, that's the one song that everybody always thinks of as fun. You know, honestly, Nickel, Nickelback gets a lot of hate, but honestly, like they write some bangers. They do something well. I mean, something about them. I don't. I mean, I don't listen to them. I don't go out I of don't, my way to like Spotify them, but they do have some good. They bangers. have some dirty songs that like really yeah. get those like middle aged moms. Oh yeah, go. <laughs> I used to. That I too. used to work. You know, at, a woman loves a grown. I'm not gonna. I used to work at a bank roughly a long time ago, right? Mm-hmm. And I was a teller. And was this when, in Puyallup? No, well, I'm not going to say any specifics because... Was it in Washington? Anyway, so we would close (laughs) down and then they would turn on Nickelback and then that there's that one song like about being... Uh, I got her like in my car and she grabbed the stick shift. Yeah, Yeah, and it's like super dirty and like... You know, having sex in a car. Da, ma, and ma, these da, moms, da, na, na, na. exactly. Yeah, yeah, whatever. And these moms are, yeah. were just like every word and like <laughs> counting their cash, like. Mm, mm. And I'm just like, Kyle was right there with oh, them. My dream God. man. Yeah, I know. They're just like, 
you know, my husband used to be like, you know, I'm like, okay, I got to go. That's what they talked like. That was a good impression. My husband used to be like this. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. You always got to smoke gotta, a pack a day. I just don't want people to know where it was, you know. They'll I mean, know. It is so polarizing with Nickelback. It's so funny. I went to high school with uh, this this buddy who is a guitarist, and he was just all about Wait. Nickelback. Oh, no. He, he was loved him. about it. He thinks that... Um, he was the greatest guitarist. I don't know. I don't know Nichols' name. Nickel, Mr. Chad Nick Kroger. Chad Kroger. Chad, he says, yeah. he says Weird how I know Chad that. is the best guitarist that ever. the world has ever known. And so, but you know, it's, it's kind of cool to be a band though that has such polarization though. Because you know, it's very marketable. I know? mean, I just all yeah, like Rick Rubin said that like if you're really actually like in creating what you should be creating authentically like the shit that you make should be someone's example of like their favorite thing they've ever heard mm. <clears throat> and some and, and an example of something that someone hates yeah. and they'd rather dig out their ears and yeah. listen to it i always think of that like metallica's like that yeah too. it's like a <laughs> lot of people like they, i mean they have some of the most diehard bands ever but like there's so many people that think metallica sucks i'm like yeah it's kind of hard to like uh, say that I don't know. They've been doing this for fifty years. Yeah. Like they're doing okay. Like on what basis? <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. Really? What, what are they doing yeah. wrong? Yeah, <laughs> and it's just. And a lot of people do that country too. They're like yeah. country all sucks, and I'm like, yeah. I mean, there's a lot of people that pay a lot of money to see country artists. So yeah. it's like, what do you? I think you're wrong. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> well, I think it shows a good sign of a true artist too when you can like take those things and learn from them. Like, I mean, I'm you know I like metal music and I like you know chill electronic music but like i also like a you know a good bridge and a and a country song yeah right or um you know well wrote ballad like lewis capaldi we were talking about him yeah. earlier like and this new song is like so fucking sad yeah. but i love it and it's like you know you can take those moments and you can draw inspiration from so you were saying like you know that's kind of how you got started you have you have an eclectic like array of music from, like you said, Destiny's Child to System of a Down. And so kind of like, when did you start like being like, okay, you had the performing aspect. When did you start like writing? What got you into like songwriting? I didn't start actually songwriting until like for myself, I guess, until 2020. Mm. Oh, but recent. Yeah, it was. Oh, wow. I, well, I mean, there were times like by my, actually what my EP is named after window seat i in my last house in alaska before i moved i had one of those little window seat nooks and i would sit there and just like you know the rain's falling and i'm just looking out the window with my hand on the glass yeah i I still remember the first song that i ever wrote do you guys want to hear it yeah okay (laughs) you guys sing it like sing it yeah oh yeah oh hell yeah yeah. Yeah, okay so i'm so just i'm it's raining the and the rain is just slamming against the window. Okay, are you there with me? I'm we're right in, there. We're in the gray window seat. And, okay, here we go. Raindrops falling by the window. Raindrops flying by the window. Raindrops dripping by the window. Raindrops on my window. Right. So the adjective changes right. each time. Hell you know? Yeah. <laughs> Is that R and B? That uh, I mean you got that voice. I have to say, like listening to somebody, like I was like, I, she's not actually gonna sing right now. I don't know why it is because I am so petrified of like 
the act of singing. <laughs> oh, yeah. And like, saying Nickelback. Well, you know, embarrassingly. But like, it's like when I see somebody with like a, a good set of pipes like that can just be like, I'm going to sing right now. I'm always like, I'm jealous. Uh, it's <laughs> also confidence, Kyle. Yeah. Something we're lacking. Well, mm. maybe so. But uh, that was great. Thank yeah. you. Thank you for sharing. Don't be that. jealous. Do you, was that I on your? Was yeah. that's a really good song. <laughs> was that on your EP? It's mine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, it should have been. Uh, but you know, it was kind of like it was a little bit of. So Badu has got a song called Window Seat. Can I get a window seat? Dig it, dig it. Erica. You know, Erica Badu. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just, I, oh, I, yeah. That's, yeah. Sometimes I don't know things. Oh. <laughs> it's rare, but sometimes yeah. I don't. So she's a big inspiration of mine. And um, and then, yeah, just like a call back to that first time that I ever was making an attempt to to write. Or I write mean, you know, stuff, I was. Yeah. I was. I wasn't documenting anything, mm-hmm. but I actually just like for some reason remember that one because it's so catchy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Maybe I should lay it down. I think you should. I think you should. <laughs> it definitely does have a, like that nice like smooth R&B feel. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> if you guys have any more like like adjective ideas for me or verbs. Oh, they're verbs. I, Listen, yeah. <laughs> if you want to just say the grammar what podcast, else, what else right. is, what if else you want a brainstorm sesh. <laughs> one of my favorite stories is when we did one of those, are they ad libs? Mad libs? Yeah. Where we got to fill it in. And it's like, give me an adverb. I'm like, <laughs> just has to end with um, L-Y, yeah, yeah. <laughs> No, but it's like, it was funny. There, I haven't. <laughs> there was a, I used to, I, I think we, there's like a social clip on Instagram or something. And like, I was, was like, so this will be a good, it was just me and Kyle, right? Before we started doing guests. And I was like, this will be a fun idea to do tonight. So I got a Mad Libs. And then I was like, all right, give me an adverb. This is the first question. <laughs> first one. And Kyle's She's like, already in the, oh. <laughs> Chill, in a podcast format, like dead, dead air is not good. So I'm just like, buddy, come on. What do you <laughs> got? Give me a it's verb. Adverb. I don't know. Chill. Slightly. Uh, yeah. It was like yeah. I totally blanked on all my grammatical uh, words. I was like, wait a second. Adverb. Put on the spot. Yeah, because I was like, I mean, I know how to read. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's all I need. So... Uh, yeah, so you started. It, it kind of surprised me. You started writing your own songs personally in only like three years ago. Yeah, roughly. So was this COVID mm-hmm. related? Like you were like, I'm stuck. I might as well just write songs sure, about raindrops. It could have been. It could have been. I, I was actually watching this show, Songland, that had a couple seasons, mm. and I I'd never written for myself. I'd been in six bands prior to that, and it was all anytime that I was like a part of the writing process, it's always collaborative. Mm-hmm. You know, and so I guess like I had kind of played a part in that, but it was like it really ha- was still very mystical to me, like how that goes down. And then this show comes out and I just I really love creative competition shows. Oh, uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> segue. <laughs> and- <laughs> You really, you really are chomping at the just, bit to get it. I mean, I was trip. just pulling it out of you. You, you really got it there. <laughs> Listen. Ladies and gentlemen, listening to the podcast, you know Kyle and I are just phenomenal journalists. <laughs> you know how good we are. You know how we just do a deep dive into our guest lives. Uh, I did a one Google search today, and I I come across this video on YouTube, and you know, I was like, man, it's so long ago, and it's of the Ashley Young sing, sitting in front of us, uh, interviewing. I mean. Do I want to be the one to drop the bomb, or should I have Ashley do it? Because I mean, that, it's very special. I mean, moment. it's her clip, you know. Yeah, it is your clip. Set the stage. Tell the people. I, what did you do? 
I. <laughs> it's a big deal. American Idol. Woo! American Idol, baby. Top 150 when Damn. I was 18. Yeah. That's fucking nice. huge. That really is big. 150. Yeah, it was cool. And yeah, out of like a nation. Yeah, and I just had no idea who I was as an artist yet, but it was. Pu- but it'd been a dream. Yeah, for a really long time, I'd been watching since season one. And you so know? you would you, you. First off, there's that confidence we were talking about because like it takes a lot of confidence to practice, of yeah. course, come up with a song, and then go in front of these cameras, and then I'm assuming it was Simon. No, we had um, we had Randy Jackson still. Oh, was the only original still. We had still. Mariah Carey, okay, Nicki Nicki Minaj, and Keith Urban. You had four? Yeah, there was four that year. They'd done okay. four a couple times. Yeah, look, talk about nerve wracking. I would just yeah, being in front of that group, but also with all the cameras and it's American Idol. Yeah, that I would be, pee my pants. I'd be, I'd be nervous. I get nervous just doing podcasts. Was, there's yeah. no audience. There's no <laughs> like we got two cameras. Like yeah. and like there's no Randy Jackson. Yeah. Oh, and, and so, he's mean, dude. I, yeah, he hated me. He did? Oh, yeah. But you still got the golden ticket. Yeah, so there's four, and the boys said no, and Nikki, or the girl said yes, the the both of them. So we were 50-50. There's a tiebreaker. Mariah was the tiebreaker, and she, uh, she was like, let's give her a chance. Hell yeah. Oh, nice. Mar- How cool is that? Mariah yeah, Carey. Yeah, actually, she is... Forever going to be someone very important to me because one thing I was dealing with during that time was I had I vocal nodules. Mm. Um, I had a node on one of my vocal folds from just overdoing it with all the mm. acting and theater. I was right out of high school when I did this. And um, I was going to get surgery because I really thought that was the only way to move forward. So I'd emailed the producers like four months ahead of time, which the schedule, by the way, is like very loose. They don't know when you're going to return. They give you kind of a window of time. So I'm like, hey, I don't know if I should take care of this like now and heal because it was like reasonably within the window of healing time or if I should wait until after. And they're like, you definitely should wait until after. Yeah. And I'm like, okay. And then I was not going to bring it up because I have never been like an excusey person you know like i'm in the audition and it's not going that well i get a no and i'm like listen okay i just have this i have this thing i have a no yeah Yeah. (laughs) i was not trying to bring it up but what my mistake was was giving that information to the producers because then they brought it oh yeah they put it in my file you know they all have like little packets in front of them of like what 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 about this person you know any any information that i've given they're like So they're like, it seems like you're kind of, I don't know, straining. You know, are you kind of? Oh, that's how they fucking know. For it, and I'm, and I'm like, oh, feeling good, feeling good. Yeah, <laughs> you know? stick to your guns. <laughs> and but then Fuck they keep file. digging, and I'm like, well, okay, like I really wasn't planning on saying anything. Yeah. But I am dealing with this thing, and then Randy's just like, why would she even be here? Why would you know? Why why would you do that to your voice? You're so disrespectful to your voice, and you know, and I it okay. just. <laughs> Dick. But it just seemed like this window of time. I mean, I was kind of like, well, here I am, like that between high school and college moment. Right. And I what did not want to go to college right away, but I was being pressured to like even taking the gap year was frowned upon mm. by my family. And but I was like, this is what I really want to do. It's also my second audition. I auditioned when I was 16 and and didn't make it past the first round. 
And then 18, they were like, let's give her a shot. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, that was a, that was a few rounds, I guess, uh, made it into a round of Hollywood week too. That's wild. Yeah. But that interview though, w- the video, the that video that, see, that I saw, it wasn't of your audition. No. The, yeah. The audition is not, I can't find it. No, the, I look for it. The audition is not anywhere. Yeah. It and was just that one. There's a photo. Video. I have a photo, but. Well, um, we're going to have to post that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but the video is so, it's like, it's just so embarrassing for me to watch oh. now. But, but you know. I was if re- that's your most embarrassing video <laughs> out on the internet. It. You haven't made enough videos. I was going to say, <laughs> my most embarrassing video on the internet, I took it down. Because I was like, nah, I did let people watch this for a while. And now it's too no, embarrassing. we've got some of those down, too. Oh, yeah. yeah. You know? But there's still videos but, of me and Kyle out there that I'm like. They shouldn't oh. be up. But you know what? I love showing the process. It was it was in the middle of the night. They'd had us up until or since four a.m. You know, if you wanted to get ready for right, TV, right. you know, because yeah. then you had to report down there by five or whatever. And then the whole day of waiting in line, sitting around auditions, you know, warm ups, whatever. And um, it was two a.m. when that interview happened. We oh had God. just completed like a 500 question bubble test to, you know, really? they're trying to figure out if like we we're psychotic or something. Oh, okay. you know? yeah. And so we're in this hot room and, you know, I'd taken my earrings out. My curls had fallen and I was just, I was tired and I just. You know who we should get on TV right now? <laughs> the people that have been here for get 14 hours. That put kill Randy on her <laughs> bubble chart. She spells <laughs> She spelled it out. It's crazy. <laughs> she didn't use an adverb. <laughs> but I, you know, I, it's all about them just trying to figure out like who's really got that. Who's gonna? Uh, who's got, the, who's got the mini curling iron in their purse, ready to touch up? Who's mm. who's like wow. energetically prepared for this? You know, something I hadn't really thought of as like a young yeah, singer. So, at that yeah. time. Who who went on to win that season? This oh someone named Candace something yeah. I don't know nope. but nobody no. knows them actually knows I kind them. of like felt I, I didn't really finish that season my roommate from Hollywood was the fourth she was the third runner up oh um, which was kind of cool but she's hasn't really gone on to do anything either but the the reason yeah, we're why not, you don't see them on the Go for Yourself I, podcast yeah, <laughs> yeah. Just, just saying I couldn't finish out that season because not you know, not any bitterness or anything. It was so dramatic. It got the worst ratings of any season because Nikki and Mariah just fought the whole time. And there was really this sense of like the, the contestants were all had beef with each other, you know, mm. and which the show is very Damn. different now. It's like, everyone just wants to lift each other. Do you up still watch it? But I, I do, but I, it's it's different for me now. It's more yeah. just I like to hear a good voice, you You're know. Like, but back in my day, Randy <laughs> Jackson was a fucking dick. Yeah. <laughs> and he's not you know on the show. On yeah. The yeah. Night, but I was there. Yeah. yeah. But I I actually got I so I'm 29 and you age out oh. at 30 because like you can't be 30 on the show because like blah. You know, you get really because you have all these. Yeah, I'm 33 kids. and I feel like I'm just starting to hit my stride as an <laughs> artist, multidisciplinary. I'm the best one. looking I've ever been in my life right now. <laughs> but yeah. I, I didn't, I wasn't planning on auditioning again. I didn't know for sure because it, it was in my mind that it was my last opportunity last fall to audition. Um, but I actually got scouted by 
a casting producer. She hit me up on Instagram. It's like, hey, have you ever considered auditioning for American Idol? And I'm like, oh, well, wow. I have before. And I told her about like what I'd done. And so I ended up auditioning again last fall and um, made it all the way to this thing called the Winner's Circle, which is mm. the executive producer round right before the celebrity judges. And then they cut me. And but then they said, 10 days from now, there's another audition round. Like, please come back. And you just you just are, you know, taking a gamble on a new set of producers and right. uh, see how far you could take it. And I knew it was my last opportunity. And I was just thinking to myself, like, I don't think this is what I want anymore. You mm -hmm. know, I, I was like, it just felt very much in my own hands at that point. And um, I was like, I just really want to see like where I could take this organically, you know, because I think a lot of people will really like, bag on American Idol and like you know it is kind of plastic and sure you know and Listen, there's it gave us Kelly Clarkson yeah. so I am forever <laughs> grateful but you know I mean there was something that they wanted out of me that I didn't have but I know I'm a great singer and so I wasn't like looking to dig for whatever that was that they wanted for their TV show yeah you're gonna have to change yourself to kind, kind of fit that mold. the realization that yeah. I had you know mm. and so I was like I just want to see where I can I just want to start small and like enter all of these small rooms doing these intimate shows and just kind of like building like a real connection with with my audience that is like really the most important thing with when it comes to performing for me is sure. just that personal connection with an audience cuz i'm telling stories from my real life when i when i write songs and i'm just trying to like connect i'm trying to find who who else can relate yeah. Where do, where does that come from? The like the need to connect. God, I don't know. Maybe just being an only child. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> needed no needed idea. friends because yeah. they didn't give you family kind of thing. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, but that's always been I've been a performing artist with that in mind. I haven't spent tons of time in the studio really. And that's kind of like a major a major goal for me is to kind of emphasize that mm. a lot more, focus on because that's really the way that you make a, a wider reach, you right. know. But for now, it's get an album yeah. out there, mm -hmm. yeah. Get it Do recorded, all the marketing and all. Get Derek Huckus on it, yeah. Of course, because we've had Derek on. We were talking yeah. about this prior, and so of course, you know, now my band, we go to him because I think that, I think that adds to like the. It's like you don't have to leave to make a professional record too. Yeah, you don't need that like a ton of you know dough right now. Yeah, so I think that's kind of cool. I'm excited. What can eight hundred dollars get me? With me? No, a lot. <laughs> With somebody good, a you lot. Know? Like no. I got you, dog. <laughs> I got you. Yeah. That, no, I mean that's. I mean, you have to love the show aspect of it because you've grown up loving the performing aspect of of music, and so, mm. I mean, I could see, you know, you have to tour to get your name out because i mean really but if you're not going to go the online marketing route of mm -hmm. spotify and social medias i mean the only way to do it is play shows everywhere so when did you start when what was your first tour like or when where was that at my first tour was with was nick, with nick nicky c oh, so recently yeah i mean that, that was the first oh, time that wow. i toured because not huh, cool. all the bands i'd been in we'd we'd never toured we'd just played locally yeah. and around the boise sure. area and um, that was 
I mean, my last band in Idaho had like some good, some great local success, you mm-hmm. know, like our audience was like middle-aged people who are like buying all of our merch oh, and yeah. buying tons of drinks at the shows. And it was going well. I was happy. Nice. I got a lot of great performance experience, um, but we never took it there. Um, and, you know, the pandemic, we kind of dissolved and I started writing by myself and then was just kind of like starting from square one again, it felt, you know, yeah, but then that's the, that my personal project is what I really am interested in taking on the road. So mm-hmm. when Nick asked me, I was completely thrilled. I felt so lucky to be on a tour with someone at his level already, because, you know, you don't like, mm-hmm. I won't get to experience another tour like that until I'm either invited again mm-hmm. to, to support someone who's at that level or until I get to that point, Sure, right. you know? So it was cool to meet industry people and um, just kind of figure out what it was that I was underprepared for, mm-hmm. you know, and kind of um, needing to prove myself a little bit because yeah. I've got talent, I've got stage presence, you know, because the performance aspect I've kind of gotten down. But right. what, what you know, Nick's manager really wanted from someone in that support role was someone who is going to have West Coast draw, who was, you know, he they wound up mm. selling it out without my help, you know. Right, but right. yeah, I don't have fans already established in that area. I don't really have a great like online presence yet to kind of to back that up and yeah well i think that's the thing too with like artists i mean you know we don't have to go into the nitty-gritty but it's like if you're doing it diy style you're like i just want to focus on the fucking music man like that's what i'm passionate about i feel like this fucking social media or like creating content can really bog down the creative process yeah right it's distracting yeah it's a lot to think about at once and so taking on like i mean now I'm just like a baby guitarist, a baby songwriter, but mm. someone who also wants to like write from this tender spot, which takes a lot of like emotional yeah. labor, you know, and, and I'm not really interested in writing in any other way, at least right now, you know, mm. so adding all of the, yeah, content on top of that and like, you know, needing to find this other, other ways that like you're entertaining people mm-hmm. or, right. or yeah, I mean, I haven't really hit my stride with that, although I have resolved that I want a good relationship with social media, you know? Yeah. And I just kind of feel like once you kind of break down that, like, like it's your enemy or something, then I probably, it probably is a lot easier to use it as just like a great tool. Yeah. I, th- I think that's, a, yeah, we've talked about this extensively, even before we started having guests on here. It was like my relationship with social media was very tainted. It's just and toxic. It, yeah. It, I mean, it is, honestly. And it's really, really hard. And it, I feel like I've just gotten to a place where I'm like, okay, I'm like feeling good about like, and I'm not checking it for likes every fucking 30 seconds yeah. or, you know, whatever. I'm I'm using it as a place to connect and, and grow a community. Of course, you know, it's like, you know, I'm still doing the whole fucking like, look at my shit, you know, but um, there's at least a little bit of healthiness to it. And it took me forever to get there, right? Yeah. You get into this fucking hole and then you're just like, I mean, you know, looking at the numbers and you're getting like is in equating it with your wealth or not wealth, your, um, I don't know, just like your experience, but also like your, your 
music or for me it was videos mm -hmm. and so it's just like oh low numbers mean it's a bad video right and you're like oh, i suck yeah. and then <laughs> so it was a lot of self-worth you know and then you're like posting the thirst traps trying to get the algorithm oh yeah back. we've tried <laughs> we've tried they've hurt trying they've to hurt bring us. back those myspace angles we did we did do there was <laughs> we did do like one night of like tiktok trends me and kyle did back in the day yeah uh they're still up well i took a couple down i did took you? one or two down that i was like <laughs> There was a few un very questionable choices that we made that night. A couple jokes we made that we didn't think through very well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. And we were like, let's just yeah, yeah, yeah. And they were like, oh. I don't Sorry. know how that's going to go over in this climate. Yeah. 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 No, it's probably good. Yeah. Uh, I mean, that was 20, like, night, 2020. It was right when TikTok came out. We had that TikTok night. I oh, remember. yeah. And we just, like, any idea came to us. It was, like, at 10 videos. We just pop, 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 yeah. pop, pop. We just posted. And it's like, let's just try this TikTok thing and see if we can pop it off. Yeah. Get, but go viral. But it, it was, yeah, it was more to go viral. And it was mm. like, then to be healthy. Yeah. So, it. I mean, like, this is a long way of saying, like, you know, you're, you have to be doing your own thing. You're running your own business. Right. And yeah. that's like how I look at it. Because, like, totally. you know, music can, it, it can be great, right? It's a, it's a passion. But also, like, if you want to get bigger, it has to become a business. You have mm -hmm. to make money off of it. There has to be consistency. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so I feel like that is the side where I'm still lacking. I think a lot of creatives are because we're just like, you know, we're all like, we just want to be free and have fun. And, and yeah, I actually, like, don't even music. use TikTok. Like, I don't scroll on TikTok. I've recently actively been trying to get addicted to TikTok because really? trying to get addicted. yeah this is an <laughs> this is something I'm actively doing and I just think about really? myself like 10 years down the road yeah. in like a social media you know support group yeah <laughs> like, you're in a coma I made that decision I went consciously too, yeah. <laughs> I went too far I wanted to get addicted <laughs> guys <laughs> but I mean it's like it's the goal really for me is to get this this find because tiktok is just so oversaturated so i'm actually trying to like find the music stuff i'm trying to go through and just like teach the algorithm like what uh, i want to see yeah. yeah who i want to maybe see my stuff yeah it's kind of the goal right now but it's just yeah it's like it's exhausting because like, then you got fucking tiktok then there's instagram and then there's facebook and then there's twitter and then there's youtube and, and it's snapchat like, and, and then blah, fucking blah. instagram's coming out with a twitter competitor at the end of this month and it's like come on oh, i don't even know about that yeah, yeah, well, i don't even use twitter yeah see i mean never got into it, it it's fucking wild and it's a lot but I mean, that's just the social media scene yeah. right but then there's so much more behind it and so how are you like i don't know you know, you want to get out there. You're trying to get on more shows, go on more tours and writing music. You know, you're trying to be emotional, which is also for an artist can be like a really daunting thing mm -hmm. to really go into that space. And I feel like can, you know, be very therapeutic. Yeah. But also it's very tough to, you know, get in there and then be vulnerable with strangers. I mean, that's the beautiful thing about art. But also it's like, you know, people have to fucking have the confidence to do it. So how are you finding that balance between you know, what you want to do, the performance, the writing, the, the the music, and, like, the business side. That's what I would say. I probably, like, what the promotion that I'm doing, I I want it to all be authentic. And it's weird because they kind of they kind of have to, like, come at the same time, you know, because if I have more things going on, I'll have more things to post about, you know. Yeah. And, like, so one has to come before the other, and so it kind of comes in waves. You know, there's, like, a lot of traffic on my page when I was – on the tour with Nick, meeting a lot of people, getting to 
put myself out there. You know, I'm on his story and, Mm -hmm. um, you know, people posting about me from opening with uh, the first top show in January. And so we're like back in this lull again right now because it's been a couple months now. And now I'm just kind of gearing up for summer shows again. But I think like the lull sometimes can be okay. And that's the only way that I have to think about it is like maybe Instagram and TikTok, they're not going to like reward me for not being active like every single day, but writing phases have to happen. And right right, right now I am in a bit of a writing phase um, where we, I still have summer shows. Um, but yeah, the like content will kind of come from, for me right now when I'm starting to kind of share some of those songs and I'm down to like share process. I Yeah. Well, I was just going to ask you, cause you say now you're in the writing process. Like, mm-hmm. what does that look like? Because, I mean, like, I know for Kyle, he likes to turn the lights on low. He likes to put oh, yeah. oh, candle, set the mood. candles, lighting, scented candles. Lighting is very important No for pens. Me. No yep. paper. <laughs> no, no pants. Anti- pens. <laughs> no, I'm anti-drill. adding that on yeah, to yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've been there. I know what you do. No pants, yeah. no shirt, no shoes. <laughs> no tops, no bottoms. <laughs> no problem. Uh, that's yeah. kind of that's the little Al that's Green on the, door. on the record player yeah. on the side. Yeah. Well, that was one thing we got to talk about is she is a journaler. I am an avid journaler. <gasps> and I said mm-hmm. you'd get really excited. My wife loves you probably even more now. Yeah. She's big a, time. I almost brought it. Brrr, wanted to flip through it with you. Be like, it's because yeah. we, me and him, even before we started having guests, is like, I'm a journaler. And I, I but I only do it when I'm like stuck. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, or I'm like, all right, I'm feeling like depressed or my video that I worked 30 hours on only got one view or whatever. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> writing it all out. So I'm all about either having someone to listen to my shit, like being a soundboard, or I just put it into my journal. Mm. Kyle, on the other hand. Single disciplinary. stuffs it all down. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Gets in the bottle. Like, I just, I, I've said it before. I just... I know it's probably good for me, but so are a lot of things, and I'm just not doing them. So I mean, that's a good thing. I mean, we're not. I'm not doing everything. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, good for myself. It took me a long time before. How'd you get into it? There was a long time where I kind of guilt tripped myself like that Mm. and thought, "I, I'm never journaling, and I have all these feelings, you Mm. know." But I, I was um, contemplating leaving a long-term relationship, Mm. and when I was still in Idaho, and we were together for six years, and so when I left. I mean, I just had a lot to write about sure. and which is what uh my my EP window seat all came to be from where not not all of that is getting written down. I don't I don't write songs typically in the notebooks. I actually use my notes app on my okay. on my phone. Um but the journaling is more just kind of like the the more broad ideas, the things that I'm experiencing mm. and you know, well, it was an isolating thing to like leave your partner of six years. He is my best friend too, since we were in middle school. Okay. And yeah. so talk about kind of like losing that soundboard, you know, yeah. and I still, I need to express, I need to like be writing yep. these ideas down and stuff. Um, and that's just still kind of what I do. Making a transition, moving to a new place. I'm not saying like, I don't have, I have like this amazing community around me, but 
that not you you can't just like meet someone and then just like trauma dump on them within the you first. can try you can. and see how it goes. Yeah. <laughs> hey, how you doing? Yeah, listen, I've been depressed. Yeah, I got some dark stuff <laughs> to tell you. Uh, my yeah. name is yeah. Stephen. Hi, uh, I'm sad. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I I think that's I'm what, leaving. Yeah. <laughs> so, do you ever? I'm always curious about this stuff with like journaling. Do you go back and read it or is it more of like in the moment, like getting mm. something off your chest? Sometimes I don't really, I don't have any plan when I am making a journal, a journal entry other like then for a long time, I kind of thought like, is this an archival thing? Like, are my kids going to go back exactly, and yeah. read about all of these sex stories? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Know? Oh, gross, yeah. mom. Oh, 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 it's every page. God damn. (laughs) (laughs) Even though that would be really funny. Yeah. Yeah. No, I don't give a shit. You you just got caught in the journal. I got a book to write. (laughs) Dad, it's two pages. (laughs) And one's the cover. (laughs) Okay, well, it's... It's still going to be traumatic. <laughs> yeah, that's two pages. What's the cover? That's a fucking funny. Yeah. But that, like, that's what I always think about with journaling. Cause I do, I will say, I do like a lot of self talk in my head. Like, where I'm, I wouldn't say it's journaling, but like, I like work out things in my head. Like, I, I sort of like talk to myself, just not out loud. And I'm like, <laughs> be like, why do I think this? And try to go through like all. So it's, it's a form of, Journaling, I guess. I'm sure you're kind of getting that. Like, yeah, I can't really, I can't really get things untangled if I'm not really looking at them. Oh, yeah, very visual. You know, I'm adding colors. I'm like, I'm scribbling if I'm feeling mad. You know, yeah, or I'm writing in cursive if I'm feeling very daydreamy and in love. So you can flip through and you can be like, all right, you know exactly how how you were feeling. Oh hell yeah! Oh, that's interesting. Because now I I go back and it's all my handwriting and it's like I don't know how I was feeling that day. I don't know. No, and I've gotten to the point where I'm like pasting stuff in there. Oh cool! It's a scrapbook now. Oh shit! But you know, I don't know. It just—it's kind of helping me because I—I have a poor memory, Mm. and when I, you know, before prior to leaving my my former partner, I also had like a falling out with some long-term friends that I had, and they were kind of my memory for me. They'd be like, "You remember when we went to?" I mean, it'd be like a road, a whole ass like road trip that we took. You remember Mm. we went to Seattle and we seen blah blah blah, and I'm like, dude. I, I've never I don't think been I was to there. Seattle in my I don't think I was there. Life. And yeah. they're like, no, dude, like there's pictures, you know? Yeah. And so I kind of realized like I can't rely on that anymore. And so I do like to kind of document for myself now since I've been so independent for the last two years, being single and not really having that like core mm. sure. friend group who's going to, you know, these things that we all experience together. Yeah, yeah, I I, th- I think there's a lot of fear for a lot of us. I mean, all it takes is meeting someone with Alzheimer's to like be like, man, there's a lot of memories you can, you want to remember forever. And so I, I remember I kind of made this thing with a buddy of mine where I was like, we should call each other and just remind each other of like the good times and stories and and all this stuff so we don't forget them yeah. because someday we may. And we've never we told done anything it, that cool. You forgot about it. <laughs> <laughs> no. no uh, but like, <laughs> but it's, yeah. it's kind of like the idea is like we all have all these memories and it, it really does 
when you start getting in the late 20s, 30s, like it's hard to remember your early 20s and a lot of things that happen because it's such so much change mm. in, you know, relationships, friendships, uh, career and your dreams yeah. and aspirations are all kind of all over the place. And so I, I totally get the whole journaling. And it's just like, I don't know what it is that I just cannot. I think what it is, as sad as this sounds, is I can't stand the idea of finishing a journal and then having to start like another one. Oh, that's the that's a good part. Like I just I, it's my favorite. I just want an infinite. I did it. I did it. <laughs> yeah, but then my fear is that I'll lose that one. Yeah. Uh, and then I'll have to move. And if I don't, and I have forty seven journals, oh, well, yeah. then I always have this that tub. I gotta like, hey guys, we got my <laughs> that's Alicia. Tub of, my tub I was like, of when thoughts. can I get rid of my yearbooks? My, my wife, she goes through journals like freaking water. Yeah. She, mm -hmm. She'll journal like 10 pages a day. Yeah. Every day. And so she goes through them so much. So we have this ginormous stack of journals. I have like maybe like three or four you yeah. know, from the last several years. Um, <laughs> sorry. So it, it kind of made me think that I want to keep talking about journaling because like the thing that really got me into journaling was when um, – and this is a segue too. Mm, good. So everybody get ready. <laughs> Buckle up. Put on your helmets. Uh, we're going on a segue. <laughs> yeah. So I'd like to. When I was time. when I was uh I we came up to Alaska and I worked at a Christian camp. Mm. And I was very big into the faith, right? And I was until I was twenty three. And when I struggled, I got out of a relationship at, at that time too. Over religious reasons, she was not. I was, and secular. Yeah, <laughs> sinner. She was a sinner. <laughs> yeah, no. It was like a Bible I love verse, you, but I don't respect. It was, it was your, a Bible your verse, and we took it. I, I was, I was saying like, oh, you have to take this literally, and she's like, no, you don't. And so it was just, and that's how it caved in. And so I struggled. I was like, well, do I believe what I really believe? And so I had, I went back to these journals when I moved up to Alaska and was in Christian camp. And I was at this point, I was like teaching kids about Jesus and counseling them and like being a camp counselor. And like every journal entry I had, like those summers, it was like, what do I really believe? Do I really believe it? And all of a sudden, mm -hmm. like, you know, six years later, seven years later, I'm reading these journal entries and I'm like, holy shit. Like here I am going through like a dark, mode dark time in my life and i'm like i've been going through this dark time and now it's just finally crumbling mm. and then, so i tried to build that wall up and i couldn't and so i'm very curious because we you touched on it in the beginning and it's kind of a theme we have with people where we talk about religion and some people are religious that we have on and that's yeah. great whatever you know gives you hope is what i would say but like you said you were religious you went to anchorage christian or heritage mm -hmm. he went to anchorage christian yeah <laughs> dumb i guess <laughs> I was, Lions, I, was, I was homeschooled, yeah. which is not much better. Way <laughs> cooler. <laughs> yeah. It was cool. Okay. Yeah. Right. Uh, so, like, talk about your faith a little bit and then, like, where you are now. I was, I mean, it, I was very devout my whole life until I was 18. And I um, developed feelings for this girl in my class. Oh, okay. And it was completely organic. And I was just like... Wait, what? Yeah. I thought that was made up. I thought that was a choice because there was no possible way that in my family, whom I love and I'm very close with, um, I would never want them to find out, you know, I, I, that's not a choice that I would make in my family because, mm. you know, I'd, I had a fear of being ostracized. and Don't we all? Yeah. Yeah. Um, which is still kind of something that is like, you know, I'm not entirely open 
with with them about and except for like my mom and you know it's like it to me it's at this point it it still is like a difficult thing to talk about but being 29 and like needing to just like move forward and creatively the only ways that I'm going to be able to be able to express honestly is if I'm not hiding those things anymore mm. but it's very easy to do you know it's so easy to hide that shit. I mean it was like a couple years of me pretending after that point that I was still Christian you know because I'm like I'm I'm scared I'm like my faith is crumbling from underneath me and I'm like on tumblr messaging like yeah gay I'm like searching gay Christians and then I'm messaging them I'm like what do you do they, uh, do, they do not exist. Yeah, and, and they're like, well, you know, this could have been like not mistranslated or, you know, like this Bible verse might have been saying this. And right. I'm like, okay, cool, cool, cool. Trying to cling to that. Just and then just something. like, mm, nope, it's not, you know, it's just, it, I couldn't, I couldn't hold on from that not point. Working. Yeah. And so, I mean, just kind of had to deal with the fact that like, uh, yeah, I also liked women and that I was you know questioning my faith and then it just yeah it just totally kind of I just crumbled from there I don't know and that was that was like a pretty um it was traumatic oh yeah it was extremely traumatic because I didn't want that you know I mean I was going to church like four times a week I was enrolled at Northwest Nazarene University to study worship I went to I went to a music college to study worship too we got, I was get, <laughs> on track to get my bachelor's in ministry. I mean, then the bachelor's in like four chords is what that kind of felt like. Oh, yeah, yeah. D, E minor, baby. <laughs> Woo. And, and yeah, I was going to do that. And then actually it was um, American Idol is the reason why I actually took the semester off to audition. Oh. And, and when I came back, I was just so gay that I was like, I'm not, I'm not. I don't know. It just, it had already done a number. Yeah. I mean, I was like, kind of like, I don't know, this is a really expensive school. I mean, I already had a dorm. I already had a roommate and I just, I was like, all right, I'm going to take a step away from this. And, um, I don't, I don't really know. It's been like this kind of pr- process. And yeah. I, I wasn't journaling back then either. And I, I really, really wish that I was because I, you know, I mean, it was, I didn't really have tons of people to talk to about it because I was just losing my Christian friends. Right. And you can't be honest with them because Mm -hmm. like, then they'll ostracize you. Yeah. Like you're saying, and that's a real fear or maybe they won't, but you're scared of that happening. Right. So yeah, I understand. It's, I feel like, like breaking down these walls, it, like you said, traumatic sucks. Yeah. It's awful. Especially when you're like your whole life, you were going to church four times a week, which very godly. Yes. Very godly. Thank you. Most godly. Thank you. Like, wow. I, <laughs> I was, was only, a three-timer. I, wow. I am. Sunday, Sunday night, Wednesday night. I am amongst yeah. the holiest, yeah. And apparently. Thursdays. Because I was like, I'm like mature enough to do the college growth. Oh, wow. I'm not in college yet, but like, yeah. they think I'm cool. You guys. I was going like, I don't know, <laughs> I was going to church on hump day. That's what I was told everyone. <laughs> they didn't uh, like that one. Yeah. I mean, so, I mean, like you, you make this circle, your bubble, if you will, and it's all about religion. It's all about Christianity. And, yeah. and then all of a sudden, like that bubble pops. God damn, that's a good metaphor. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, like, uh, it all comes crashing down. 
Yeah. And it's 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 dark. It's depressing. So uh, it's like and so anyways, to say all that is like journaling for me was definitely a way to work myself through that shit. Yeah. Because I mean, you know, ADD brain up here is like constantly I like how you said it. I can't untangle everything that's going up there. Mm-hmm. And so seeing it visually, I'm a very visual person. I mean, I work in visual arts. Uh, that is something that I really um, enjoy as well about journaling. Um, but then, you know, let's get a little lighter now. Uh, you did say in the beginning that you were a visual artist. Mm-hmm. What does that mean? I studied visual art in college. So I'm an uh, art education major. I did wind up going to college. I went to Boise State University mm-hmm. and became a certified K-12 art educator. Oh, no so I was a sculpture emphasis specialized in cast forms. So like with molten metals and what? Yeah, it was tight. She is a multidisciplinary. Yeah, yeah you <laughs> fuck. Yeah, there you go. Wow. Kyle's yeah. probably used I'm that. I'm coming wo- around. Yeah. <laughs> Kyle's used that word more in this podcast yeah. than I have. He, you know, secretly he loves it. Well, so, okay. What does that mean? What were you making? Like just, well, a lot of bronze, sculptures you know and ours oh, are very shit. small That's scale so cool. but yeah it was it was really badass you still i was dabble? the president of the boise sculptors guild oh Ooh. did you get a fucking pin for that or something <laughs> the BSG, cool. yeah, I, yeah. <laughs> I like it i did get to make like a, some medallions for like this boise state powwow i was selected because they wanted an indigenous student to be the one to design and create these like that's cool these medallion awards for this powwow and we went on some trips and um but yeah, that that was really fun. I actually went on to be a high school ceramics teacher. That okay. was my after I graduated, the job that I got was I was a Do you still dabble in the old ceramics bronze? So uh, trade as work? far as the foundry goes, the the metals is I mean, you need the facilities, which right, I don't right. have. So any visual art that I'm doing now is are things that are accessible to me at home. So I I'll do drawing and painting. Mm. I like um, got into jewelry um, last last year. I was doing some reconstruction, so I'd like get thrifted necklaces I thought looked kind of oh. tacky, and like remove the ugly elements and re construct them into like more of a modern shit cool all right and because i'm not like i don't have the facilities to like do any soldering or anything like that and just with all of the music equipment that i need you have to just like choose what you want to throw down right choose your one passion right now yeah yeah which i need so much for i was just like rocking this electric acoustic guitar that i loved and was also overly expensive and then really enjoying that and then in in january nick's nick Gave me an electric guitar. He was like, "Here, this is what? you play this now." And I was down, you know, but I was like, "Okay, yeah, now I have changes. to like think about pedals and yeah, yeah. noise gates and, 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 and I don't know shit about that stuff. <laughs> yeah. You don't have to. You don't have to though. That's the thing. Whatever just sounds good. Your guitar tech needs to know though. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They down the road, they will. They will for sure. Yeah. yeah, for sure, for sure, for sure. Yeah. And now a word from our sponsors. Steven, did you know that I had the first wedding at Willowa, like, ever? Yeah, dude, I was there. Where? At Willowa. I was standing next to you. I was one of your groomsmen. Mm, so you have been to Willowa? Yeah, I basically live at Willowa every week. 
So what you're saying is I need to start sending mail to that address? Well, not exactly. I just go to a lot of events there. Well, like what's going on there? Okay, like, well, Wednesdays I'm there at 7.30 for Beats Beer Bingo. Thursdays I'm there at 7 for Geeks Who Drink. Is that an event named after you? Kinda. If it's nice out during the summer, I'm going up to the roof and I have a taco. Maybe there's some live music like on Thursdays or a DJ. Or if I'm not on the roof, I'm downstairs and I'm just like chilling in the bar having some sliders, man. Man. Pickle my pickle. That is a lot of stuff. How do you even know what's going on each and every day for the events? I have an easy answer for that. Just follow them at Willowa Social on all social platforms. Wow. I'm thinking about living at Willowa too. Of course you are. Welcome home. You know what warms my heart the moment it just touches my lips? Mm, You really want me to say... Only if you were going to say an ice cold beer from our friends at Bleeding Heart Brewery. Not exactly where my mind went, but uh, tell me a little bit more. Okay, you're dirty, but have you ever had their beet IPA? I'm actually allergic to beets, so unless they have a beet off IPA, uh, I haven't had it. So it's one of their flagship beers. <laughs> Stefan and Zach, they try to experiment with some different beers, and that was like one of their first ones. Beets and IPA, and it is so freaking delicious. Hmm. Well, it sounds like maybe I need to finally make that trek out to Palmer and try them out. Yeah, you should. They have great beer. They have great food. They even have great meat. Mm, Nectar of the gods, huh? Exactly. So go to 562 South Denali Street, right under the water tower in Palmer, Alaska. Or if you don't live in Alaska, just go give them a follow on all socials at Bleeding Heart Brewery. Look, heck, you can even listen to them on previous episodes of this podcast, episodes 93 and 119. Isn't that the guy with the grandpa? Okay, just go to bleedingheartbrewery.com. Now back to the conversation. We both play guitar. Like, what was it like learning guitar through COVID? Like, what did you... You had a guitar, you said, when you were mm-hmm. younger, but you really picked it up, you kind of said, during that time. Yeah, that felt really like relearning. You know, it's like yeah. I'd had memories of trying, but I'd never trying. demystified mm. the fretboard at all when I was gotcha. young. I was just messing around, making a lot of noise, being a little rock chick. Yeah. You know? Hell yeah. It just, <laughs> but I was, I was just trying on covers. Okay. You yeah. know, just um, doing, I was doing like a lot of, warm-ups and exercises that I'd found just to try and mm. get that dexterity sure. down and all uh, the scales and yeah. all that stuff. And then just kind of, you know, I started to, to write based off of, I'd, I'd do, I'd cover a song and then I'd kind of be like, Ooh, these like, these chords are nice and just, them. yeah, just totally yeah. readapt them. No, absolutely no shame. Cause I mean, you'll see it yeah. repeated and repeated. And the first yep. time I did that, I was like, Oh, I mean, this is a completely new song, you know? And a lot of people have a fear of, of doing that, oh, they're gonna think I copied. It's like you just, you know, with with my melody lines that I'm putting over things, you know, it's completely new original work. Yeah. So my first yeah. song that I wrote on guitar, birthday parties, it's on my EP, was based on this song called "Then You Can Tell Me Goodbye" by the Casinos, um, and it was just like this kind of '50s bop kind of thing, oh, yeah. and. Yeah, and uh, another song off my EP also just was chords I took from another song. I don't even remember yep. what it was, but yep. I, I mean, I, I, I tend to write like, I mean, I don't write many songs, but like the one song I did write for my band, 
I use this chord called, I call it the Linkin Park chord. I don't even know what it is, but I just know when I learned a Linkin Park song when I was a kid, it just is always stuck in my brain. Yeah. So when it came time to write a song for my band, I was like, Dang. I was like, hell yeah, I got to start out the chorus with this one. So yeah, I mean, I, whatever, I get it. A chord's a chord. A chord's you know? a chord. Jeez. Like, they don't own it. Yeah. They learned it from somewhere. <laughs> exactly, exactly. I love to sing, and so I would just be kind of like putting my fingers somewhere and then just kind of singing to it and seeing what felt good, you know, and not knowing mm-hmm. a lot about, I mean, I don't know the what the chords and, that I were, yeah. that I was playing, you know, but now, like, my, my bassist, Rick O'Shea will go and be like, oh, she, this sounds like an Ashley song. Sounds like an Ashley chord. I'm Hell like, yeah. what do you mean? That's good. <laughs> you yeah. know, but, and so he, I think I'm doing like a lot of, I don't, God, I don't even know. Like, I think he says like, I do a lot of like sussy. Suspended. Oh, yeah. 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 And so. Sus chords. Sus major suspicious. Don't be suspicious. Don't be suspicious. So I, yeah, I don't know. I just, I wasn't trying to really overthink it and a lot of those chords are like two fingers you know and and I just was just flying with what felt good you know because as I was writing these songs I wasn't really taking this like very deliberate structured process I'd like take these chords from another song and pre pre pre-journaling like before I'd really gotten that proactive about it my first songwriting experience like writing that whole EP was all just kind of like off the cuff looping these chords and just kind of singing what was on my mind and what started to happen was that I realized I need to leave my partner and mm. I, I had no idea I mean my my Oof. like my body was kind of shutting down like hormonally I, I had all of this weight gain I was really depressed I wasn't eating well and my skin was really dry and I just I didn't really know what was like making me so unhappy until I had started expressing through these songs, you know, cause I play the loop for 10, 20 minutes and I always take a voice memo whenever got I'm it. You got writing. It. Cause yeah. you, then you can, then you forget it. And then you're you like, go, oh, that was you go through, yeah, you go. And I, which I always do 100% of the time. And then I just would go through and kind of like do revision, you know, take out the little golden mm-hmm. nuggets. And so you're really just improving. I was, Oh, yeah. that's cool. Which is like a big part of my my upbringing. I did I did jazz choir all throughout middle school and high school, and so that improvisational aspect throughout all the bands I was in was always really important to me. And it was something that I felt comfortable with when it came to just you know I have like melody comes out first, and then if I'm you know kind of sleepy and like so my like inhibitions would be aside a little bit, and mm. I could just kind of say whatever I was thinking, and I would just kind of sometimes. You know, I had like a music room there, but like my former partner would be in the next room and I would just be kind of like singing something. Oh shit, can he hear me? And yeah. then we need to like break up. He's playing video game. We need to break up. He was, was oh, actually, yeah. ooh, it's so funny that you said he was playing video games. Oh shit. That was. <laughs> That was really. There's gonna be some people who that? are listening. To oh this. my! I think she's breaking up with me. Yeah. <laughs> it was Fortnite. Yeah, he's playing Fortnite oh, no. and in the next room and <laughs> and um, we're done. That was <laughs> what? <laughs> I love. I love that we, you can laugh about it now. Yeah. So I'm sure we're not. Yeah. We're not. We're not like uh, pushing your experience down. Your, I'm sure not it's traumatizing. Yeah. Oh, thanks and also a lot for bringing that up. But, but I like that we can all laugh about it now. 
Yeah. Um, so I'm excited. So you said uh, earlier that you're, you know, wanting to get back in the studio. Do you have any plans? What's what's the future look like? I do. I feel kind of like behind on this process, but um, mm. I'm you're right where you in, need to be. Yeah. Which you know what? I agree. It's the same. Yep. I think that too. With like, oh, I'm so sad. I could be fucking shredding right now if my dad didn't get rid of my guitars mm. in fourth Fuck. grade. Dad. But you know. But I like. I am happy about when I started to yeah. learn guitar because I don't know. I I've probably been writing some silly stuff around. <laughs> <You'd be laughs> who, like, who knows? When you you're know? that old, you you'd be it. like, well, that's not in the pentatonic scale, you know. <laughs> yeah. So I got to switch it up to the Ionian. It's nice. It's nice having that freedom of of expression. Like before, I ever really overthought songwriting. I got to. I was like a, you know, I didn't know anything about guitars, just making sounds, and it felt good. Mm. You know, and so nice. that that kind of happened that way. But right now I am making a little bit more of a deliberate effort to write my next project. I've got um, four mostly demoed out of like, I think, six that I'd like to six songs I'd like to release this year. I'm going to get in the studio with Huss. Oh, nice. Mm -hmm. Who I was um, made familiar with uh, Parlor in the Round. Yeah. The when Quinn did it. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh, shit, this guy's good. Yeah, he's a homie yeah. for sure. And um, I've I've applied for grants to, you know, be able to pay him or work with him in the future. But, yeah, he's he just um, wants to he we are just down to, like, help each other out. Cool. So he's I'm going to be recording with him because he really believes in what I'm doing. And I really believe in what he's doing. And um, Zane Penny is another one of our tight homies. Yes. And the three of us are going on a tour in September, the 9th through the 20th. I've been booking. Alaska. Um, no, we're going to go West Coast. I've been booking for oh, us. Yeah. We have a few confirmed shows already. I've just been emailing up a storm. And what's really nice is that, you know, that's kind of somewhere where I can support them. Because it's something that, you know, I have a lot of experience yeah. doing, like keeping those okay. correspondences and stuff. So everybody's got their own little thing. Yeah. we we've, And and it really is just like this team thing. We all really do mm. need each other, mm -hmm. you know. And so. You're um, like, guys, the uh, Climate Pledge Arena is booked that day. <laughs> uh, but, you know, you guys have any other ideas? <laughs> like, crypto, crypto Center. Staples Arena. Together, yeah. yeah. I, don't, I don't know what else. I'm, I'm all fresh out of ideas. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's cool. I'm excited for that. Um, Planning any other shows coming up uh, in Alaska? Yeah. The next show I'm booked to do is Alan Palooza. Why is that? Alan Palooza is, um, there's a whole bunch of us playing, and it's going to be at the Nave. It's on the 9th. Oh. Yeah. And you guys should try and make it. It's, um, it's donations based. It's a Pass the Bucket series. I believe it's a, benefit for the special olympics oh nice so um ed washington rosie rush carino hollis bryan um you me zane yeah. penny huss and Damn, a great yeah lineup. there might be a couple more killer uh ag two-tone kyle and steven sorry for whoever attending yeah <laughs> Well, we'll yeah, be there but... we won't be on stage <laughs> yeah uh well that's great um and i'm excited uh, to, we'll see that one. Yeah. Um, sundown the week after that. Oh yeah, you're playing yeah. Sundown. Mm -hmm. We will actually, Kyle and I will definitely be there. Word. Um, and we're very excited about that too. Um, well, uh, we're very excited about you uh, and your career. You know, like I said, we saw you play at Beartooth for the first time, and we were just like, 
who the fuck? What? Like, where did you in come a good from? Way. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> who no. the fuck is that? Get, get him off the <laughs> fucking <laughs> stage. <laughs> what? No, in a great way. Um, because I, I, we were just kind of blown away, right? Because I feel like we come from that. We, we said we touched a little bit on earlier. We come from that old school hardcore stuff, and yeah. so like, honestly, the our shows was just like these. You know, just like shreddy metal, oh, like yeah. can't understand. So that's kind of what we're used to. And so now I feel like now in our older age, which we're not old, but we're getting <laughs> a more, more refined, chiller, a refined <laughs> palette. Yeah, you could almost say it's. <laughs> I was gonna go multidisciplinary. I knew you were. <laughs> yeah. I knew you were. In terms of, of my music, you know, but yeah. whatever. Uh, and so yeah, it was like refreshing and being like, oh, two great talented acts in front of us uh, from our home state. I think and, that was something to be very proud of. And that show was awesome. I mean, that in show reality. Was, I thought it honestly, yeah. <laughs> yeah. that show was honestly, but yeah. That was because there was a videographer up there that was really <laughs> yeah, annoying me. me. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he kept walking in front of me. God damn. Yeah. <laughs> that was, yeah. Uh, yeah, the most exciting. I mean, that was the biggest show I've still ever played. Mm, yeah. And it really lit this fire in me to oh. to just that was the first time that I'd taken my solo sound into a full full band sound. Really? Yeah. yeah. That um, was the first time. Yeah. I'd just been doing solo. When, when did the uh the live album come out? At the Frost Lives Line? from Frostline. Was that after? Oh yeah, that was after. So okay, so sure. wow. We okay. we but you know, we recorded that the week of that show oh. it was it was a i think it was wednesday that we recorded and then we performed on friday yeah <laughs> wow. and so but you know it was just kind of like well i was ho i was anticipating i was manifesting that i was going to make it on that tour with nick and i wanted to make sure that just like, hey nick, nick if you yeah. don't fucking <laughs> take me <laughs> i fucking will do it i'll slit your throat <laughs> nick. Yeah. look at i manifesting it nick come on <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah that's how i would manifest yeah it. <laughs> that's yeah that, that's hey, our extent did of you ours. see this manifestation i put <laughs> down here <laughs> yeah. Oh. yeah yeah uh that is cool i love that yeah. um and I'll, yeah, so we were just very excited. We can't wait for new music. We can't wait for more shows. Um, so thank you for coming on. Yeah, where, where really can everybody find the music and all that stuff that you want to point them towards? Yeah, all of uh, the music that I have, you can just find Ashley Young on any streaming platform. Got them all covered. Yeah. yeah. and um, Deezer. Deezer. Deezer first and foremost. <laughs> <laughs> no, and I got an email about like, your music is now live on Deezer. DistroKid? Are you DistroKid? Yeah, Di yeah DistroKid. I get that too. I was like... Who the fuck is Deezer? All I thought right. it was going to be like, a, like, it's like D's nuts. Deez. Yeah. It's like, where can I find your music? <laughs> find Only on Tidal and Deezer. Yeah. <laughs> Good luck. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, and then social medias. Yeah. Ashley Daydreaming on YouTube and Instagram and TikTok. My nice. fave. I know. TikTok. Actually, <laughs> are you addicted yet? I'm working on it. You're getting close. Man, we're getting I there. mean, I definitely. Uh, Got to dial it back a little bit. <laughs> yeah, I might have to. I might have to. I've got uh, a problem on TikTok that uh, in previous episodes we've covered. Multiple lot, episodes. This guy loves to talk about it. A lot of nudity. Yeah. Somehow popped up on mine. Oh, wow. Crazy. Somehow. I was trying to get addicted. Unexplainable. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, well, we don't even need to get into it on the podcast because we've recorded it too many times. Yeah, it's good. Thank you for coming on. Dude, yeah. thank We're you. very excited about Thanks, you. Thanks, you guys. Thanks.
Thanks for tuning in. Kyle and Steven will be back with a new episode next week. In the meantime, check out GoFixYourselfPodcast.com. And remember to always go fix yourself.